Using Rocket Pro TPO is like managing a team of all-stars. Our powerhouse squad of purchase underwriters complete document reviews and initial underwrites in just one day. With our industry-leading mortgage insurance and with a wide variety of products to use, your mortgage game will have zero weaknesses, helping you and your clients win more closings against today's tough competition. Rocket Pro TPO compete at the highest level. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS Consumer Access dot org number thirty thirty. You're listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently from Jen Duplessis, America's mortgage mastery mentor with over thirty seven years of experience and over one billion dollars in lifetime fundings. Jen has been mentoring loan officers and realtors for over 15 years and speaking on stages across the globe. So settle in and get ready as Jen and her guests share their experience, passion, and strategies to help you crack the top producer code to reach new heights in your business. And now, here's your host, Jen Duplessis, mortgage mastery mentor and head chicken charge of Kinetic Spark Consulting. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to this episode. I am so delighted that you took time out of your day to join us today. I have a real exciting guest here with me today, and that is Laurel Langmeyer. Welcome to the show, Laurel. Thank you. So great to be here. It's exciting. Thank you so much. I've already read your bio, and everybody knows a little bit about you. So I just want to dive in and talk about why money, especially as women, I was in the financial sector as well, but it's such an anomaly to be a woman in the financial sector. So tell us what really attracted you to money way back when you were working and said, I don't like this trading money for time. And what really yep. attracted you to it? Well, I grew up on a farm in Nebraska. So like we didn't grow up poor. I mean, we were kind of middle-class but at 17 years old was my defining moment. I was in a seminar. And I still don't remember exactly how I got there. I think it was headed off to college and playing basketball. And I think it was one of those kind of seminars. But anyway, Dennis Waitley gave me the book, Think and Grow Rich. Oh, yeah. So at 17 years old, you can imagine me growing up in a farm with just nobody. I mean, it's not just my farm family. I mean, no one talked about money. And then just noticing like, oh my gosh, like there are people who actually think like this. And I just consumed it, consumed personal development by 19 that Bob Proctor was reading Born Rich, just dove in and then started my own personal training company. So I was a personal trainer, aerobics instructor during college and then getting a master's degree. So I think what attracted me to money is just not having it. And then as part of it, but I think as time went on, Jen, it was more about just why so few people get it right. Like, how is it that so few people, especially women, don't become millionaires? Like yeah. they're hundred thousandaires, a lot of hundred thousandaires, a lot of great, successful hundred thousandaire women, but very, very small percent that go for that million dollar status. So part of it, I think it was an experiment. And then in 1999, I got pregnant, was going to be a single mom. He wasn't going to be a dad. And there became a whole nother level of motivation. It's like, all right, I lived in Sausalito, California on the water. And I remember one of my greatest mentors said, how much is it going to cost? to stay where you are because everybody with the perception was, Oh my gosh, you're yeah. going to have to sell everything, go back to Nebraska. You have your family take care of you. And it's like, no, I'm going to go figure this out. So right. a lot of that energy. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned a lot of people. And so those who are listening may not, I mean, obviously everyone knows Proctor, right? Is it Bob? 
Bob I just, I just yeah. had a little brain fade with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bob Proctor. Not as many people know Dennis Wheatley, though. That's yeah. pretty interesting. I love that. I had a really great opportunity to speak with someone that worked right for him for years and years. And I've used his pyramids before. Absolutely love it. And he's a basketball coach, which is kind of cool because that's where you came from as well. So I love this saying that you just said of thousand heirs. I've never heard anybody say that. And you're right. There's thousand heirs and a hundred thousand heirs, or as you're calling it, but millionaires. And I think at least from my perspective, I think one of the reasons women aren't as successful in the millionaire mark or with money is generally they've taken that back seat. But don't you see that there's a trend changing in today's world or don't you see that? What are you seeing? I see it, but I still see, I mean, a lot of people perceive that like my client base is mostly women and it's really not because I'm just so direct. And what I talk about is so grit about the money. I mean, down to where you bank and your credit and I mean, really dig in with the families. So what I find is the women do take a back seat, but this hundred thousand there, Mark, is sort of like, it's enough. It's enough to actually support the family. Six figures was their marker. Right. Because mm-hmm. you got to admit, too, and you know, so few people even make six figures as an entrepreneur. Right. So it's sort of like that's the marker. Yeah. And then anything else, like I have a woman right now that just came in as a client. She's doing about 670, 680. I'm like, a million is right around the corner. And her eyes were just like, no, it's going to take years to get an extra couple hundred grand. And a lot of it, I think, Easier for women, at the top. <laughs> well, and so few women, just how they handle money from using a debit card to how they get credit to how they capitalize a business. And I don't think that men are trained that way. I think there's just a natural tendency to, I'm going to take care of it all as a woman, as a mom and not get the help they need. And that is one of my biggest messages to women is you're going to have to get help. Yeah. And I think this is for men too. I mean, ironically, I was just speaking to someone the other day who said, can you coach me on financial literacy and how I can prepare for retirement? I said, no, that's not what I I coach on. I coach on the awareness of it. Rich dad, poor dad, right? And think or grow rich, but no, 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 that's not what I coach on. I'm not going to be your fiduciary or anything, but it's amazing because this is a high level executive who I'm sure is making a couple hundred thousand a year for multiple years. And what do you mean? You're not ready. So where do people go wrong? What are some of the myths about, let's talk about savings first. We'll talk about making money here in a minute, but let's just talk about savings. There's all kinds of pieces to this, right? Because a lot of people can make a lot of money, but not save. And then others are great savers of the few pennies that they have together. And I find that that's amazing, right? So let's talk about some of the myths about saving money we have. And I'm just going to like blanket this and you can come in and say, but you got to have a 401k, you got to have an IRA and those are the two places and you have to save X percentage and that's varying, right? X percentage, pay yourself first and- Why are people doing this? And what are some of the myths behind these? Because I see, of course, being in the lending business, I saw a lot of people saving a lot of 401ks, multiple 401ks, a thousand here, a thousand there, a thousand here, and they would liquidate all of them to buy a house. Yep. So the way that I teach and talk about it is, first of all, we're not taught any financial literacy. We're not even taught how to manage a checkbook. And now that everything's electronic, people don't even go back and validate it. Like they think the bank's going to be accurate. And not all the banks are accurate, as you know. I mean, they they mess up. So you've got to have that tracking. So the lack of financial literacy, but then it's also rooted deeply in the fact that we are so employee industrial trained that there is no one saying in sixth grade, like that's my mission for all my clients is if you have teenagers, I mean, that's where I'd love to start is they don't even know that there's an option to be an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur is usually somebody you kind of stumble into this. Like when people come to work for us or 
we want to know how I got here. It's like, you don't go to school to do what I did. I mean, I worked on the Rich Dad, Poor Dad brand with Sharon Lecter and Robert from 1996 to 2000. Then I launched mine, became a millionaire in 99. But it's through being with other entrepreneurs and being with millionaires. I always say your fastest way to being a millionaire is to hang out with us because how we behave and how we do all these things. The other way that I share with people is there's Western medicine, traditional medicine, Right. If you went to a hospital, they're not going to give you cupping and they're not going to give you red light therapy or having, right. Yeah. Yeah, Right. None of that stuff. So same thing in money, like the wealthy get rich in the alternatives. And so Mm -hmm. I have consumed in my life, teaching people, not only how to be a millionaire, but to stop to your question of the savings, stop the pattern of make, spend, make, spend, make, spend. And the way you're going to be a millionaire, even a well into the hundred thousand air is you got to start making and investing. I don't even use the word savings, quite frankly. I say, you, once you make it, you got to start putting it away and as young as possible. I'm doing an initiative with a lot of student athletes right now and they have LLCs, they're employed by their LLC, they have a Roth IRA and they have other investing accounts and they're starting to buy real estate together. And these are 20 year old men and men that are going to the league. But that pattern is just so rooted. And then there's this other big challenge that people have called your friends and family. They don't know either. So instead of looking, I say up, not like up, like it's a worship thing, but looking to somebody who has a higher net worth, they look side to side to their friends and say, what do you think? What do you think? And so all it is is a whole bunch of illiteracy opinions that are going on and there isn't literacy being taught. So I always say I took the rich dad, poor dad brand and out of the cash flow game, because I was master distributor that the biggest question was, well, how do I do it? What's the how to? And that's where I developed my brand. Exactly. The guy that was with that asked you, that is my perfect client. He's probably overpaying taxes, probably doesn't have an LLC, doesn't have a trust, insurance isn't right, 401k scattered across everywhere. Just the lack of understanding how big your wealth team needs to be. I always liken it to health because it's kind of easy. Like you don't go to a surgery and have one person. You don't have one accountant and you don't do your own taxes. You don't do your own surgery. So why don't you have a team? So I'm a huge advocate of team and systems and just helping people see that entrepreneurialism was the game is. I mean, I'm really aggressive with... Our parents, I say at 18 years old, like my son got an LLC for his birthday. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, it's funny you said that. And now I'm going to tell you a little story. At 18, my kids got the Automatic Millionaire, the book, mm-hmm. The Automatic Millionaire with a $250 American Express gift certificate in it. And they could spend it after yeah. reading it or invest it after reading it, right? <laughs> And thankfully they both went into investing. And and so the rest of all that is history because they're entrepreneurs, which I absolutely love. Okay. So I love that you said the wealthy get rich in the alternative and everybody else makes money and spends money. How does someone get out of the pattern? How do you knee jerk someone out of that pattern who says, look, I mean, I make whatever, $5,000 a month, $10,000 a month. And I'm barely scraping by. How do I get out of a pattern? And where's the first place I go? Is it real estate? Because everybody does real estate and that's what I should do. How do you break that pattern? One. And then what do you think is the easiest, most efficient way for someone to get in without a lot of risk? Because you know, that's the first thing they're concerned about. Yep, absolutely. So the pattern is the way that I teach is through scenarios. So You can take somebody who has a $10,000 a month, say job, W-2, and look at that tax structure where they're making money, getting taxed right away, and then living on what's left. And then show them, if you're an entrepreneur, even next to it, what could you do on the side to have an LLC? 81,000 pages of tax. So a lot of it's education in the beginning, where you control the way you're taxed. Like that, we got to start with that pattern of, do you want to continue this? 
And so I take it out of all the emotion, even though I was in the secret and I believe in all the manifesting and all that, I'm very logical in the way that I teach. Like, Mm -hmm. what do you want? Like, if you keep going this way, this is what your spreadsheet's going to get you, which means end of your life. Like, this is what you're going to get. And if you change a few things, this is what you're going to get. Now decide. It's a yes, no decision. It's not like some big emotional, I have to think about it. Which result do you want? Right. And now we have to start shifting your patterns. And that goes to how you spend on your credit cards, how you use your money. As far as investing to the second part of that question, what's challenging right now is cryptocurrency. And NFT I was going to ask you about this too. <laughs> well, and I think there's so many on paper NFT and crypto millionaires. And I said, yeah, but if you tried to pull that out to fiat currency today, I mean, you might get a hundred grand out of it. Right. And then I've also, I've had some really young clients do like 4 million last year in cryptos. And they don't have enough cash now to pay the taxes because nobody thinks this is a tax industry and it's a segment that's very tax. And then right before this all came out, when you look at education and what's out there freely is like you said, real estate and the stock market. But you don't see like, how do you go by? Like I own some four dealerships. I own RV parks. I own all sorts of different asset classes, gas and oil. How do you get aviation? How do you get into those? Most people don't know. So I do a lot of just very logical scenarios. If you have this, this is what you're going to get. If you have this, this is what you're going to get. Make a decision. Now let's make a plan and then we start moving. And so a lot of it's through education, but I also do own a software. So we met a guy from the Deutsche Bank who developed this software that actually has algorithms to take you out of the market. So I'm usually very averse to the market because it's such an emotional arbitrage. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> what's going on now? Look what just happened in the last few days. Yeah. So This software is designed to take you out. So like in March, 2020, I only lost 2.8%. The average client lost three. The average market lost 33. So there's a lot of, again, alternatives and different things, but you got to dig in. You want to want, you got to want a different result. And what's so interesting though, Jen, is how many people are just comfortable in their pain. They don't even know, like they don't, well, even, they don't know. even know they're in pain. I mean, people said before, we didn't know we were poor. Right? <laughs> I mean, we were just in our house. Right. So we didn't know we were poor until we started comparing ourselves. Right. Okay. So I want to follow up on a couple of questions. One is the LLC. So let's just take a guy who's a plumber and he's working for a plumbing company. What does he do with his LLC? Do we go to services? Do we go the side hustle, the midnight stuff? What what are they? I love that you picked a plumber. So actually, Johnny is a plumber in Boston, became a multimillionaire. So he had a job. And so I coached him through how to change that job into a contract Mm -hmm. where he could have his own bond. And of course, you have to have your own license. You have to have all of that. So he was a little freaked out about it. And then he became home services. So the, the end of the story is I said, if you're going to walk into a home and this is goes for anybody, this goes for nannies who can become home managers, really managing a whole household. If you're going to pick up their kids or even a dog walker, my millionaire maker, I have a dog walker that became a millionaire because she became home services. If you're going to walk into a house, trusted house and the homeowner's not there, or they're there briefly, you're going to take their kids, their dogs, you're going to clean something, fix their toilet, do some plumbing. When you do plumbing, I said, Johnny, what do you reckon in the meantime? You probably baseboards, you'd need carpentry. You probably need paint. You might need more flooring. Like you need to fix all the rest of it. I said, so what if you had the consortium of all those trades and you would just be the guy where everybody calls you and you handle all the contracts? I mean, he went from a hundred thousand his first year. I mean, he was a millionaire so quickly, just encompassing what people need. And I think that the greatest entrepreneurs solve a lot of problems. They don't tell you what to do. They do it for you. And the more problems you can solve, the more money you're going to make, whether that's in marketing, instead of teaching me to market, do my marketing. 
instead of telling me how to sell, sell for me. And people that just want to be the teachers and not the doers, the combination is your wealthiest spot where you know how to teach and do and really get it done. But people don't want to do a lot, especially now. So you take a plumber and you shift it. Now, if he can't change his job, then I say, well, what else do you do? There's a gentleman in Utah. He used to do metal art on the side. Beautiful stuff. And he was just giving it away because it was a hobby. I said, this is like a big business. So now he does all this beautiful metal art. He quit his job like after two years and he does these beautiful gates. He built me this beautiful lamp, but it's all out of stuff in your garage that you'd never think you're going to put it together and do this metal art. So people have hobbies that can be real businesses. They just don't think about it like an entrepreneur because we're not trained like that. And a lot of it too, Jen, is especially women, right? Women have this, who am I to be amazing and great and successful? Oh, I don't feel that way, but I do know a lot of women. Too. I don't either. I don't feel that way. I'm an alpha. There is no time to, but you know how that is like a lot of women take that, like you said, not only just backseat, an emotional backseat and they right. need to stand up. Right. Here's what I would say to the moms. I have a book coming out called how I made my kids millionaires on paper by 10. And I would say to a lot of the moms who stand back, I said, that's how you're teaching your kids to be. You got to be amazing. I'm with you, alpha, powerful. Show them how the game's played. So I'm going to ask you another question about that. I just want to go back to this other question, though. You mentioned that you yourself investing in like cash cows, mobile home parks or whatever they are. As the novice who's starting out, are there collaborative opportunities to accelerate that as opposed to feeling like you're a little island of, you know, and we've all done this. Heck, I even did it with Robert Kiyosaki. We all went to his classes and, you know, it's super easy and I'm an investor now, but it's super easy to get in. It's not super easy to get in when you're by yourself. No. And so what I teach, I made up a term called field partners. So field partners are people, especially in real estate. It drives me crazy when some of these people have the done for you real estate plans and we're going to buy a, a turnkey property and you're going to have magical right. cash flow. I just exaggerate that because <laughs> it drives me crazy. Because you know darn good and well, if something happens to that property, the property manager is going to take most of the cash flow. The, right. the owner's going to have to come up with more money. Like none of the truth of the finances are taught in those. And this is how I invest. I invest 100% like this. I find somebody in the street. Like right now I'm in the Ozarks, I'm in Ohio, I'm in a lot of markets. But for example, I'll use Justin as an example. He's in Kansas, in Topeka, Kansas. We rehab houses. He is on the streets. He owns the flooring company, the distribution company, the construction company, the management company. He's a broker. He owns it. And then I invest with him. So he's on the street, but he's a partner. So yeah. there is ways. So to answer your question, if you have some money, I would find somebody that's already in the street in that market not just brokering and then standing back, actually going to be your partner in an LLC with an operating agreement, with the terms, who's going to do the capital, who's going to do what. And I have just had amazing success teaching my students how to partner, how to legally how to do that. And I think that's really key. Can't just do that. You know, oh. so many people get messed up. Okay. So that's good. So that accelerates everything. Okay. So let me go back to the LLC then and passion. You know, I hear this all the time and you did not use that word. Okay. But I'm using it. <laughs> you just said, what are you really good at? Or what do you like to do? But really that's passion. And I hear a lot of people saying, yeah, but my passion won't pay the bills. My passion won't pay the bills. So what do you say to that? How do you differentiate between passion, for example, this hobby of making these beautiful metal things, because I've seen lots of people, Hey, I, I make metal things. I'm at a vendor event and I'm standing here with my little metal things. How do you make that turn into this killer business distribution? And so I'm going to go back to your passion. Cause I'd actually don't, 
I think perfection and living just in your passion. I mean, if your passion is to binge on Netflix, you're not going to make any money. So I think you, this is harsh to say, but I think you earn your passion. Like I am extremely passionate about what I do now. Mm -hmm. Have have I been passionate the entire walk of this journey? Oh God, no. No. Like you do things because they're necessary. You do things like, did I want... I met Robert Kiyosaki through Bob Proctor and I, the next day flew down, sat at Sharon Lecter's kitchen table and made the deal. And I remember her looking at me and saying, do you know how to sell games? And I said, yeah, like in my mind, I'm going, I'll figure this out. I mean, (laughs) I figured bigger problems out than selling a game. So I think you get to earn into your passion. I think you need to do what you need to do to learn the skills to be a good entrepreneur. And I teach it that way. I said, well, you'll get into your passion, but right now, Here's the three big keys you have to have to be a great entrepreneur. You need to learn to market, which you don't learn how to market or sell or understand cash flow as an employee. And so until you learn those, I don't care what you do, do the easy things. So if you're a teacher tutor and they're like, I don't want to tutor anymore. So you don't even know how to be an entrepreneur. So we, I always sequence it. So you got to become yeah. a great entrepreneur. Then you earn into your passion. But in the beginning, just do simple stuff. Do yeah. simple, easy tasks while you learn to be a great entrepreneur. And then you can do anything. And then how do you take those like small businesses? It's distribution, it's marketing, it's sales. It's getting out of the little vendor booths in the neighborhood and sending somebody else out while you're figuring out bigger distribution channels and really understanding cash flow and business modeling. And it's a leap, but I have fun. I love watching people jump and jumping over to that. I love that. It's not toe dipping, right? That's what you're saying. It's like going in, going in all the way. And really this is where the passion is, the passion to want to succeed. That comes first, and then you can go to the passion of what your deliverable is, right? Or what your thing is. It's a passion to succeed. Yeah, Yeah, I absolutely love that. So what's on your bucket list? What's left on your bucket list? Boy, I've done a lot. So I'm in the middle of, again, this launch with McGraw-Hill. It'll be the fourth of my Millionaire Maker books called How to Make Your Kids Millionaires. So that's kind of a big legacy. My son's 22, my daughter's 15, and my son's going to become a CPA and have a finance degree. So it's interesting to go for a full circle from panicking in Sausalito going, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a mom, you know, right, to right. 22 years later, having highly succeeded as a single mom. And I have a huge message to single parents, which single parents are more than regular parents at this point, 60 something percent of kids are being raised by single parents, moms and dads. So big bucket list is going to complete that legacy. And then I love doing this. I mean, I will do this probably till I walk off the planet. I love the exact guy that you said. I love that generational planning and not from, I do the legal work. I love the thinking through it and the conversation with families, understanding how do you really create generational wealth? So that's kind of this side of my life. And then a total other side of my life, I own a brand called Bombs Meds and I will be launching this year and next year, one of the larger grows and production facilities of marijuana in the state of Nevada. Yeah. And so we'll have enormous grows but it's totally combat the opiates. And I just, I've had so many people succeed with medical marijuana in such an amazing way. So that's a big one on my business list. And then when my daughter graduates high school, I'll probably go back to Africa and go on some more safaris. I've done a lot. I've traveled with my kids all over the world. So I'm blessed. So that's awesome. Hang well, you've also worked really hard. And I think that's what's important as well. I mean, yes, we're all blessed, but we're blessed because we put ourselves or position ourselves in that opportunity, right? Okay. One of the last questions I want to ask you, I mean, I have like tons of questions. <laughs> it's like, why do people chase crypto? I mean, that was one of the things, you know, why are people chasing the market and how do you ground yourself? And it's kind of like Braveheart, right? Hold, hold, because <laughs> you want to go. Whereas the average person is just sort of chasing. And I'll tell you, NFTs and crypto are the name of the game, right? 
So how do you ground yourself? Well, I want to get back to that, but I want to answer you why this, this crazy crypto, because yeah. it starts right here. It starts with a little Coinbase wallet that you can do a debit card for 50 to $100. So the entry point is so low. made it so simple mm-hmm. to get in on the entry point. But I see so many younger kids like millennials and Gen Z's. They're over leveraged there. I mean, there's all sorts of problems with that. Right. I mean, I'm in it. I love it. I'm launching an NFT with my book launch. But how do you ground yourself? Well, me personally, I lean back on my values. I'm very spiritual. I have an amazing relationship to God, my family, my relationship to my married to a Canadian now, six years next month. So my family, my spirit, my health. I mean, those are my three just, you know. It's amazing that you said that because that's how I answer almost all my questions is my values. I mean, I just go back to the values, you know, does it make sense for me to be investing in that? And I'm starting NFTs right now, got a whole little thing going on, but I'm careful. I'm cautiously optimistic in there, still trying to learn it. And I think that's pretty funny. But my question then, again, is what advice do you have for people who chase the newest, best thing? Yeah, the shiny bit. It's definitely a shiny object, right? And I don't need to stay in the crypto or whatever, but anything, you know, like, oh, I heard this is a good stock. And I heard I should hold notes on mortgages, right? Or on on properties. So any of that. Yeah. So, I mean, when you say get grounded is you really have to know who you are. Like he's getting back to your value. What do you want? Mm-hmm. And I think so many people know what they don't want. So they're chasing shiny objects is really a form of moving away from what they don't want mm-hmm. versus being clear. This mm-hmm. is what I want. This is the path that I want. Investing is just so not taught, especially the alternatives. I mean, I love teaching the alternatives and how to spin deals and do different creative deals. So a lot of it's education. Like you got to get curious. You said it really well. You said I'm passionate about being successful. And I would say get passionate about having a very purposeful life too. Like, I want a generational wealth plan for my kids. Why? Because I mean, I never grew up like that. I mean, I yeah. want to create it for yeah. the next generation. So I love making things up, creating new things, challenging is how I started a lot of this. But I say to a lot of people that are out there, I mean, is really sit with what you want. What do you really want for you and your family and start learning? I mean, my yeah. gosh, you gave four years, eight years of college to something. How much time have you ever gave to financial literacy and business literacy? <laughs> very, very good point. When you think about investing, like right. I have a whole chapter. I mean, this other book, like this one, it's on money rules. Like yeah. show that one again. Rules. Yeah. Cause you were kind of showing it. Yeah. The wealth I, cycle I mean, is money rules. What are your money rules? And you know this too, and I'll pick on mortgage since that's a big one for you is how many people in mortgage just do real estate or just people in real estate have a hundred percent of their asset classes in real estate. Yeah. They don't understand. Or zero, it. quite frankly. I find it amazing. Right. You sell this product, but yet you don't own it. Right. Lack of money management. I yeah. mean, that's- And money that's rules and financial literacy. So I think a lot of people and families, they just need to stop and say, this is going to be important to me. This is going to be my year of financial literacy. And those are the clients I attract, those who really want to roll up their sleeves. You see, I have my millionaire maker game because I love the cash flow game. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. put that on the map. And I always tell families, if you really want to change your conversation at home, start with Monopoly, the easy one, yeah. and bring cash flow and then Sharon has Thrive Time for the kids. And yeah. then I have the Millionaire Maker, which is the big one. It's all the components of being a millionaire. So just put it at your kitchen table or a table. Don't take it down and come sit with it an hour a week. I mean, just start a money night and you can just say, and I'll just give a talk track to the parents that are out there or even grandparents. I haven't taken this money conversation seriously, but it's time. And it's time we learn this as a family. So you don't have to be the one that's going to go be successful, then teach the kids, do it with the kids. Right, right, right. 
Yeah. With the kids. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, I want to share a quick story about this too, because I think it's kind of interesting, but my son and daughter-in-law have got into real estate because we shared with them how to do it and stuff. And they've done lots of real estate now. And my granddaughter, who is, she's eight now, but I think she was five or six when she first bought, but she said, I want to buy a house. So they said, okay, well, you got to save your money. Right. And so she had a little baggie that had coins and dollars. And whenever it was her birthday, we gave her dollars and she put it in there. Right. And she had this little money bag that she has a piggy bank too, but she had a little coin bag. And so they bought this investment property on the ocean, literally a $1.5 million investment property right on the ocean. They've never stayed there themselves. They only make money on it. Right. And we've never even been there. So they went to closing and signed all the papers, but then she was at the closing and they just kind of slid some papers in front of her, the title company and said, okay, so now you're agreeing that you're going to repay this loan and that you're going to whatever. And she was so funny. We have it on video. She was like, oh, I'm signing. And, And she said, okay. And so do you have your money? And it was so painful to watch her slide her money over, but it was so cool. And then in the background, my other little granddaughter, she said, I want to buy a house too. I want to buy a house too. And they said, okay, so you're going to start saving and you can buy the next house with us. Every month that they get money, they give her money. They give her a little bit that she receives. So she's already receiving it. (laughs) It's such a great story. It really is. And if people could do that, I think that's really, really important. So anyway, I just wanted to share that. And I had forgotten about Thrive Time. I remember Sharon saying something and I forgotten about it. So I have to make sure I go back to that. So Laurel, thank you so much for being here today. What would you like to leave with those that are listening in here? If there's one thing that you could say that could just, it would propel them to take action without a single ounce of doubt. Oh, I have so many. Which one do I pick in my bag? I know. (laughs) Give me a couple. Uh, It's okay. So I would just say, like, first of all, you got to start trusting yourself, especially you women out there. Like, trust that you know, you know what you need to do and then get clear what it is that you want, even if it's a little tiny baby step. And one of the things I'd love to offer any of your listeners too, like every three weeks I do what's called the marketplace. And I teach people how to make money literally in two days. And I love showing people the evidence that they have right in front of them. I mean, you literally, all of you that are listening could make money in the next few hours if you really wanted to, and you knew how, and you know, Jen, that you know how to do it too. You could just pick up the phone, but you and I have systems to do it. So someone who's just listening, you have a job, never even thought about this, is listening, going, how could I do it? Well, there's a lot of things. I mean, you're already doing something, but to make money is the, one of the things that I've kind of perfected for people that changes them like that. It changes them in a minute because it's like, they go from this, I can't, I can't to, oh my gosh, I have money. Like I don't even care it's $10. I had made $10, I made $1,000. I had a gentleman make 7,000 in two days. He'd never made his own money. He was an engineer. He's like, I didn't think it was possible in my life. Yeah. And now he's off on his way to become a great entrepreneur. So I say, you got to start. I mean, I know everybody always says you got to start, but I would say, start making some new money. It changes you drastically more than anything else. I probably teach is whether it's kids or adults make new money in a new category, your life will change very quickly. Cause you have to think about like, how did I do that? You got to process yeah. it. You'll give me the link for that. And we'll make sure we have <laughs> the link in here. I for will, I will. And I know you yeah, also have another little gift that too, and that's the shop integrated wealth system. Well, we'll go to, I have a simple link, just yep. go to laurel.club. So it's L O R A L.club. Okay. There's two tickets to the marketplace. There is some chapters of my Millionaire Maker book, that software that I talked about. There's a whole bunch of gifts there. So if your listeners just dive in and get a bunch of gifts at laurel.club is the easiest way to get all that stuff. Okay. 
All right. Good. Thank you for giving that. Yeah. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've heard so much about you and I was like, oh my gosh, I think I want to have an interview with her. And somehow we got connected. I don't know how it was, but I'm happy that we're connected. I just want to say that it's just an honor and I'm so happy to know someone like you and want to congratulate you for all of your success and your continued success and what you're doing for charities and what you're doing for veterans and children and all of this financial literacy on the world and helping people become millionaires overnight. Yeah. <laughs> that was a wink. I'm winking, but virtually overnight compared to others. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us today. Appreciate it very much. And everyone for listening. Thank you so much. I hope you take some action and make sure that you click on the link below to make sure that you get all of Laurel's wonderful gifts that she's offering. And hopefully you can attend her sessions that she's having as well. And again, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today and giving us a little bit of your time. We hope that you are walking away with something to change your life and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Be sure to subscribe to hear more sales tips, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help you with your personal and professional growth to multiply your results in record time. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Wanting more beyond the podcast? Join our Mortgage Lending Mastery membership community where you will find extended interviews with our favorite guests, weekly training, tips, and insider secrets fireside chats with Jen, free content, meet, share, and collaborate with other members, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about this exclusive content. Mortgage Lending Mastery is an industry syndicate charter podcast. Industry Syndicate is the first podcast network specifically for the mortgage and real estate industries. Get the Industry Syndicate app in the App Store or Google Play today.